Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another bomby edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. And with me all the way across the pond from the land of the reddish dragon is the most honorable gold standard in ghost hunting steve parsons hello it's nice to talk to a, a fellow human i've been stuck in the house for the last week with a poorly oscar oh uh, so, he's still sick i uh, know he's getting he's on the men now but you know there's only so much pepper pig you can take <laughs> they have drugs you know you can like put them out <laughs> this is pepper pig's a bit like a drug i thought i was beginning to hallucinate by the uh 10th <laughs> rerun of the first episode <laughs> Oh, but hey, there you go. It's Christmas, nearly. So let me get me this. You named your son uh, Vader or Anakin. Mm. Uh, and, Anakin. Uh, you've never seen Star Wars, and of course the new Star Wars is coming out. So. That's correct. Actually, my daughter did. What happened was uh, when we got his first scan photograph, um, it was a headshot. Uh, there were several, but one was a headshot. And it looked exactly like, exactly like Darth Vader's mask. So I started to call him Baby Vader. And uh, my daughter pointed out that, of course, Anakin was Baby Vader. So we were looking for a... But no, you're absolutely right. I've never seen the film. Uh, but then I think with the first three, you don't actually have to have ever seen them to know what's on them. The first uh, three is like the best anyway. Well, I, I mean, I've never actually sat down and watched, you know, watched one through, but I've seen enough bits of them to, to put it all together, the first three. Um, I never really got into the Darth Maul thing because, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, really I know. Every, every, you know, sort of toy shop or, you know what the branding is like. I mean, over here now we've got fruit and vegetables with Star Wars. Oh, yeah, Wars everything branding. is amazing. They have, it's they have terrible. R2-D2, uh... Humidifier. I know it's pepper shakers and whatever. I know it's like, oh it's like what's a, yeah. I think they've gone too far. That's actually I find that off-putting, and I I don't think that's well, uh, you, know. you know Steve. Yeah, no, I do like you the. No, uh, we should have a Ghost Chronicles International Salt and Pepper set. Um, you get do you, you want to salt or do you want to be pepper? Uh, well, I'm usually assaulted by you, so pepper, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that would be more appropriate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you never pay me any condiments. Oh, sure I do, on other shows. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's what? It's two days, two days to Star Wars Day? I mean, with Ozzy, of course, you know, I mean, as I said before, you don't have to know the film. His christening, we actually, uh, it, was, it, was all, it was a complete fluke. We have to do it on a, a public holiday, a national, you know, a bank holiday, a weekend holiday. Uh, long weekend, and it was on May the 4th, um, you know, so, you know, his christening was on May the 4th, and listening to the minister uh, trying to, he was making significance with the names, 
and he, you know Oscar and Joseph, of course, you know he go, and then he came to Anakin, um, and it was all because the dark side, because with Anakin, of course, it's the good side goes bad, <laughs> becomes dark. So, uh, yeah, we've got lots of Darth Vader uh, cool stuff for him as he grows up. We've got uh, some nice first aid covers of the Star Wars stamps for him put aside uh, ah. from, from Anne Winsper, who's his godmother. Uh, oh, sweet. And some Darth Vader trainers, Nike trainers, uh, Darth Vader trainers. So he's, he's going to unfortunately grow into the character, I reckon. Um, the dark side will take him over. But we have his older brother, uh, who's, who's the, the light side, because his middle name's Jesus. So. so there you go. There you go, son of God. Yeah, I know you can't get any better than that. So That's why we named him it. Anyways, yeah. uh, your new book out is out, of course, Ghostology, which I found out and, and was rather... We found. There are several books out there by the name of Ghostology. There is. There's an American one that's been kicking around for a long time called Ghostology 101. Um, and it's been... Uh, I think it's on the Seattle side. It's some investigator over in Seattle, but they've done, they've done sort of various talks. Because you Americans, I mean, you're way much more better than promoting books over there. Because you have lots of conventions and stuff over here. You can't. And Amazon, with the uh, the way it, when it came out, right on top of Black Friday, mm-hmm. um, it's sort of. Amazon.com in the USA had it in stock straight away. Amazon.co.uk had it in stock, but kept saying it was out of stock. So, of course, people were going to trying to order it and going, oh, I'll get it next week because it's out of stock. And then emailing me and saying, how long is my book going to take coming from Amazon? Like I know. But, hey, it's it's out there if anybody wants to read it. Done that now. Move on. Um, There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah. lots of things happening. You sent me some news stories in the paranormal, and uh, well, we haven't done a newsy one for a while. Um, yeah, I have difficulty loading this because there's like six thousand cookies that come in with them, and they. they well, it's, if you just go to our Ghost Ghost Chronicles International Facebook page, the first one is already there for you. There you go. So, Sounds actually, I was like take them out of order, but that's all right. Oh, well, I was going to do them in the order I sent them because so I that's would be fine easier for me. <laughs> this so we'll, one, we'll go with the, the first one. And, well, I thought we'd start uh, off with the fluffy animal. Well, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Well, what are we going with? Well, if you go with the Ghost Chronicles Facebook page, it'll show you. It's got a really cute picture of a fox. I've got too many page, pages opened up as it is. Okay. Um, this, this came in um, on the 10th of December. Um, in the, it was reported widely in the British press. Um, because in Sussex, uh, in in England, a woman who had been uh, convinced that a ghost was haunting a house and doing its ghostly business around her attic every night, um, had, had actually got to the point of calling in the Ghostbusters. Um, she could hear these eerie scratching sounds above her bed as she tried to doze off, and she would climb in the attic to have a look, but there was nothing there. Um, now, for some reason, she contacted the Humane Society in addition to the local Ghostbusters, and an animal rescue officer came out, presumably waiting to see, you know, a bat or a cat or something, discovered that a fox had set up home in her attic. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they caught it in a cage in the... In the um, so how is that a ghost story? Because she thought it was a ghost? 
Because she thought it was a ghost, and it, it was just you know not everything is what you what you first uh, make it out to be. You know, often we we come up with natural explanations, but this is this is quite an unusual one. I mean, it's not often that you you know most people ascribe rats or mice, uh, bats perhaps, uh, pigeons even, but it's the first time I think I've ever come across a a feral sort of fox that's moved into somebody's attic because let's face it the attic is isn't basement or, or ground floor level oh no no uh, and 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 like in uh new england we have uh they call them oh what the heck is it anyway? oh you have all sorts of weird Raft, rafter rats rafter rats or something like that uh, i can't think of the name of it but they're bas- basically rats that go up and live in your attic well, yeah, when we, I, we, I live in the country, and we have mice um, both in the garage, and occasionally they get into the attic. We have traps down in the attic because they come up between the cavity walls. Right. Um, but it's the first time I think I can honestly say squirrels you know, are very common too. We have squirrels. Um, we we have a colony of bats that live in the garage. Um, but oh, this yeah. is the first time. I mean, this fox must have been if it's a typical British sort of uh, two-floor house, mm-hmm. this this fox somehow was climbing into the property. Um, how he was accessing it, I don't know. He was actually caught in a trap inside the attic, so he'd obviously got there. He, apparently he was suffering from Probably a Probably came broke. up the chimney, went through the cellar, went up the chimney. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's quite a festive story then. Uh, maybe he was getting the idea of... This um, guy's a little Santa Claus fox. Yeah. yeah. He'd broken a few toes, presumably quite climbing up and down things. See, there uh, and, you go. That, I and mean, the you fox know, is probably, now recuperating. Yeah, it was probably, uh, you know, Santa Claus. He, uh, it was his uh, totem, animal totem. Well, well, there was a really cute picture of the fox anyway. That is the actual fox, I understand. That's amazing. Um, there you go. So, so there you go. So, that's, so that was just a, a great story. I'm so glad you brought that up. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, saying, I, I, I'm complimenting I you. You said I never compliment you, so I'm giving you a nice compliment on the air. I knew you'd be pleased. But yeah, it was just unusual because, you know, it, it is a case of often um, people are very, very quick to ascribe strange noises and uh, scrapings and scratchings to to the paranormal as opposed to, you know, often a, a, a rather surprising but nonetheless mundane cause. That's amazing. Isn't it just? But you know what? It's interesting, though. Every time I interview any group, uh, you know, uh, whoever, ghost hunting group, what's, excuse me, whatsoever, um, they always say, oh, yes, we always uh, uh, give all the rational explanations of the things, and then we uh, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, you, you know, you got to say that so that people think you're serious. You know, you have to say, oh, yeah, we checked out all the regular rigs and, and gave them the, uh, you know, the, the rational things. And then we told them about the, you know, the demon orbs that they had in their Yeah. You know, they, so. they also, they love that word, don't they? We debunk. Debunk. I hate we, that word, by the way. Or, or you, you get it a lot, actually, with, with mediums, of course. I mean, we've had many on the show over the past 12 months, and um, you get a lot, and they always start off with the, well, I'm a very I'm very skeptical, and I always look for the scientific things and, and um, yep. you know, consider those first before I even, you know, think about my psychic powers, Mm. which is what I'm on the show to promote right. my psychic powers and my book of telling you about my psychic powers, which I don't consider at all until I've done all of the scientific stuff. And then they tell you that science involves Ouija boards and dowsing rods. Yeah. 
scientific. Anyway, uh, brings us to the next one about the the ghost that had a, that woman that had a house well, exercise. Well, I mean, th- this is a very I don't know if she it, it's Katie Price or Jordan as she used to be known that popular in America. I mean, has never she made heard of her. Never heard of her. Well, she's huge over here. I mean, she is one of the the top rated. Z-list celebrities that we have in the UK. She was That's famous amazing. for. What is she? She was. She started life as a page three girl with a very large pair of assets, and uh-huh. uh, and then she married Peter Andre, who's an Australian pop singer, and then they had a, a whole television series about Peter and uh, Katie, and uh, yeah, she's she's a celebrity purely for being a celebrity. Oh, that's amazing. But she has, you know, books and magazines and television programs dedicated to her. her. Um, But she admitted that she's been forced to consult an exorcist over ghosts in her home. Really? Uh, Her very posh house in Surrey is being haunted so badly that her children um, would often lie awake at night and speaking to OK Magazine. OK is one of these... It's like the National Enquirer with celebrities. Oh, Uh, She she said, we had it cleared because it was haunted and we had to get rid of the ghosts. The kids would sometimes scream in the night and on one occasion... Her children have got, like all celebrities, I suppose, have got really weird names like Princess, Bunny and Junior. Um... Help, help in the middle of the night. And I went to see him and he said he'd seen someone outside. I don't know what it was. Perhaps it was a fox. Probably Pavarachi. It might have been a fox. Uh, Oh, the fox. Oh, there's Harvey, Princess, Jet, Bunny, and Junior. Jesus Christ. Very prolific uh, celebrity. It's the names, isn't it? Anyway, she lives in a former farmhouse. Um, And uh, she called the people who lived there before who hadn't been there for 25 years and asked if anybody had died there. And they said that not in, you know, not for the last 18 years, ah. uh, which she assumes means that in actual fact, 19 years or so ago that somebody did. Of course. And, uh, well, we could be back to the fox here because she has over a hundred animals, including sheep, chicken and pigs. Um, well, I would scare the crap out. And then, yeah. And then the article finishes off with how her uh, current husband, Stroke lover, stroke boyfriend has been just been found to be cheating with her. With, or cheating with the ghost? Her. No, cheating on her. It doesn't say with the ghost. Oh, okay. Um, but she's going to buy him a present. Ah, oh, that's nice. There you go. So, yeah, so even so, I mean, we have a, there are a lot of celebrities who, I, I guess, you know, they, they, they need to remind us that they're celebrities. And, you know, yeah, we but have... there are many celebrities that, that reported... Uh, well, I was going to say, they, they keep popping up, don't they, with ghost You know, stories. Whoopi Goldberg, when she, of course, she was in the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, and uh, she supposedly had a uh, haunted place as well and didn't even want to talk about it, but it got out. Uh, and, uh, in fact, that's in my book, Ghost, ghost Today. And... And Oprah Winfrey, of course, uh, her studio in Chicago was uh, haunted as well. Uh, that was haunted by the, all the people that died in the, the uh, steamboat accident in the, on the lake. Did you ever hear that one? That was an interesting story. No, I mean, I, I'm trying to get the connection between a studio and a steamboat accident. Uh, yeah, well, it's it built on reclaimed land or something. You know, Chicago, sh- Chicago's on the lake. What happened? Yeah, I know Chicago's on the lake, but... There was a big steamboat, and basically they went... Uh, they were out cruising, and uh, all the passengers went all out to the, the same side to look at something and capsized the boat. And 
there was you know hundreds that died and, and they actually used the building uh as a uh a makeshift morgue and so that's that was before it became a studio of course and uh so that's how that all came about this there's, there's so many interesting stories but the thing you take away from that is though i mean here you have people uh who uh who uh, you know are famous and, and have uh, you know some uh, you know some don't even want to talk about it. they don't they're not serious about a kind of thing and uh, yet they they admit it so I mean and, and that's not not common just the normal people do we is it is there more credence if we get a story from a celebrity than we do from like you know an average Joe Blow I think it's. I think celebrities actually, uh, we, we overlooked the cult of celebrity. And uh, it was only a couple of weeks ago I did a, a piece for a British newspaper, the Daily Mail. Um, there were a lot of uh, people, uh, women, uh, who claimed to have had sexual encounters with ghosts, some of them actively encouraging it and desiring it. And uh, I, I was asked by the journalist involved to do some quotes. And... I said to I said to the journalist that I th- I felt at the time that a lot of this because you have a lot of celebrities coming forward to claim that they've had um, sort of experiences of ghost sex or or, or experiences with ghosts yeah and I, and I think you you do have quite a a culture of me too you know we we slavishly read the celebrity pages in the magazines we here in the uk we have television channels and i've no doubt it's the same in america uh dedicated to celebrity and the cult of celebrity um and real realistically i mean these people are only famous for being famous you know it's uh but when they speak when they you know when people read these magazines they do seem to follow them they, you know, they want to be famous too they want to be guided by their celebrities look like their celebrities act like their celebrities behave like and dress like and i i've no doubt that you know sort of like somebody that, dressed up as one of the ghost uh busters huh yeah well kind of but you know yeah, or, the, or going to one of these uh, comic cons mm-hmm. but with celebrities well, i mean in real life i mean i know a guy who dresses up like that well, that's just sad, isn't it? <laughs> but you know, I, you know, he's I, probably even got Ghostbuster pajamas. You know what I mean? Or Ghostbuster tattoo, even? Yeah, even a Ghostbuster. You never know. I mean, there's, there's well, I mean, like that. You, it just so well, we wrapped have, up in the. In for the somebody who is a Ghostbuster fan, um, you know, we have a great toy coming out on the first of January. Uh, oh, here you go. It's Christmas time, so we'd like to talk about yeah. toys. Yeah, we'll talk about a toy coming out on January the 1st, like 2016, at long last, although Lego said at the time it would never, ever happen. A ways back, uh, about two year, 18 months ago now, they brought out the Ecto-1 and the Lego Ghostbuster minifigures. Um, and they said at the time, the, the it was part of a, an idea where people could design what they wanted Lego to make, and this guy got successful in a competition, and he... Uh, Lego eventually put the Ecto-1 uh, Ghostbuster vehicle into production as a Lego uh, toy. I, I don't know what it was in America. Over here, it was about £50, uh, so about $75 in America. Whew. 
And everybody started asking, well, where is the firehouse? And, you know, it's logical. Are you going to bring out the firehouse? And Lego said, we have no plans to. And a number of people had said I that... You can't do uh, that. You've got to do the building, too. Well, the guy, actually, who designed Ecto-1 designed the fire, designed a firehouse. And uh, there were a number of people who had built it and had had... Uh, you could actually get custom blocks. And they were selling it on eBay for around about £1,000, so 1500 US dollars, to have a Ghostbuster firehouse. And then right out of the blue in September, uh, LEGO announced that the, uh, from first, on the 1st of January would be available the LEGO firehouse. Uh, for, I think it's about 4,000 and something bricks. Um, and it's, it, it fully opens up. You've got the laboratory, you've got the uh, oh, cool. ghost enclosures, you've got, bizarrely, you've got parts of Dana's, Dana's apartment in there. You've got lots of extra minifigures. Uh, well, I was to say, they, they've got to do Spook Central. I mean, if that's it's the It's awesome. Step. It's absolutely you know, you, stunning. Spook Central, no, Spook Central should be in there. That's not at the firehouse, but Spook Central is a separate building. I mean, because you've got Zor and the Gatekeeper and all that well, cool stuff. I will come on to that in a minute because um, what they've done with the firehouse is, of course, they've put elements of the move, both movies in. You, you do have uh, the refrigerator and pizza, um, oh. and you, you've got so they, lots, they tainted you've got it. Sl- well, you've got Slimer as well, but the building is actually it fully opens up, and you you can drive the Ecto One vehicle into the into the firehouse, and you know during uh, my first trip to the US to, to to Spirit Quest trip to the US, sorry, um, I, we stopped by New York and I went to uh, the Trebica Firehouse, and it's actually a very accurate Lego model, which is what you expect. It, the only the only downside, I guess, is the price. I mean, here in the UK, when it goes on sale uh, in a few in two or three weeks' time, it's going to be close on two hundred and seventy five pounds. So you do the mathematics, about four hundred dollars. Um, that's a lot of bricks for your money, and there's an awful lot of people, I guess, are going to have to get it. And um, you know, I'll be one of them. Um, but insiders the same insiders that said about the lego firehouse being released um even though lego denied it have also given a hint now that there will be dana's apartment with the rooftop scene you know with the the dogs and zool and the steps up and the whole including a large-scale lego stay puffed character uh, now cool. they these same sources were accurate um about the firehouse so it might be that, you know, uh, come for the 30th anniversary, um, that there'll be, that there'll be, you know, further additions to the Lego Ghostbusters. There's also rumors as well that, uh, in, in, in addition to the current Ecto-1 vehicle, um, there'll also be an Ecto-1A and the rumor mill is also going into overdrive, uh, reliably, uh, that there's going to be an Ecto-1 from the Ghostbuster 3 movie as well. So we can look forward to uh, Ghostbuster releases f- from Lego. Um, that's uh, probably in the in the midsummer for the new movie too. So anyway, I noticed in the uh, the chat room that Kirsten says she has a ghost uh, story to a new story to share with us, and I want to uh, send it out to her if she wants to give us a call in. We'd love to hear it. The number here is eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. That's eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. If you'd like to call in and share your story with us, because we're all about sharing. It is the season. Can we can we change our number to five 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 two six five eight? No, what's that? 
Ghostbusters. It is? It is. It's written on the side of Ecto-1. I'm sure someone has that. Yeah. Why do all American phone numbers begin with 555? They do not. <laughs> on every Hollywood movie I've ever seen, the phone number begins with 555. No. Really? No. Anyway. It's New so, York probably or whatever. Oh, here we go. Yeah, 877-864-4869. Share your news stories with us. It is the season to be jolly. That's something mm-hmm. that is completely alien to to my, uh, to my the host of the show. Um, <laughs> or, or apparently, you can even call in from overseas, from 903-787-5887. Although, do huh? ask... Do ask How do you do oh, that? Because uh, that's the international number, 903 So if that's the case, we can have, uh, what's his name on the show, who's been complaining yeah. that we doesn't have Skypes. Oh, uh, Mr. Rogers. Uh, yes. Mr. Roberts. Yeah, because we thought we'd, being a psychic, he'd know those sorts of things. But write, that, write that number down, Steve. Nine so zero. All right. Hang on. Bear, bear with me. Hang on. Eight, it nine, looks like we have... Uh, 903-787. Oops. Seven, eight. So if you're overseas and you want to call into the show and tell us what you think of the show or share your news with us, it's 877-864-4869 or 903-787-5887 if you're calling from the UK or Europe. But if you're listening to the podcast, don't bother. Because we've late. gone. Because we've Too gone. Late. Yeah. So I actually had that one time when I was doing a show. Somebody called in for another show because they heard it on the, the uh, podcast. Ouch. Oh, Gee, actually, we, we... Are you we a fan of have, Lego? I don't know. We, anyways, we have Kirsten on the, uh, the telephone, so let's, Ooh, right. uh, let's put her on. Go so ahead. join us now from all the way in the state of the live free and die is uh, Kirsten. Kirsten, you there? <laughs> yeah. It's live free or die. Yeah, whatever. Just, just <laughs> so be, yeah, so I actually have two weird then. stories since I saw you guys last. Okay, huh? she's cool. Um, one oh. just happened this week, so uh, it's a little fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. One was that I was sitting watching television with my dogs and all of a sudden heard the sound of a grown man caliber heavy person sound coming down my stairwell. My dogs freaked out and were very, very cautious, barking in the house. I love it when that happens. Mm-hmm. But then it stopped and... You know, like, you know, good nine steps. I mean, the, the step, the total stepway is like 12 steps, but I heard like nine big boots on the stairway sound coming down. Nobody up there. And uh, no idea what caused that. So that's one story. Okay. And, and so it, you could actually... went away. I didn't sense, I wasn't feeling anything, you know, yeah. like sense-wise. But did the dog pick up anything and, at all? Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The dog definitely freaked out and wouldn't so, even but, go he, over to the but stairs. What, but would it stop though? Did he? Did he? Did he just return the novel? Uh, yeah. Well, he stopped barking, and and both of us went over to the bottom of the stairs, and and uh, no, no, there was nothing. I don't know what to tell you about that one. Though. All right, so we'll um, have to hear the uh, second story after the break because we're rolling no. into the break right oh, now. Okay. 
So anyways, uh, stay tuned as we hear the second story from Kirsten in the land of the live free or die. Uh, And uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, or wherever the heck else we're being played with Steve Parson and Ron Cole. And we'll be right back after the following messages. Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be. With remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased, we'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tolkienet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Which means we're back for part two of Ghost Chronicles International, the news show, which we don't do very often because, let's be honest, there isn't much news in the paranormal, is there? It's the same old, same old. Anyway, um, before the break, Kirsten, one of our regular devotees to the chat room, um, was telling us some freaky news of her own. Um, two weird things, but we only had time for one before the break. So, Kirsten, part two. Yeah. Part two. <laughs> 
Part two. Okay. Part two. Um, that's, that's especially okay, for any French so... Canadian listeners. <laughs> the Canadian, the French, and then mind, long story. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so anyway, I'll, like throughout the summer, from time to time, I'd be walking the dogs outside or, or coming in the house from, from the car, and, and I would hear uh, this knock sound in the wood, like someone took a like a decent-sized tree branch and whacked it against a tree or maybe knocking a couple of things together. But I've been ignoring it, thinking, okay, there's animals out there. could be a possum in the tree breaking a branch. You know, who knows, you know? So I, so I didn't really pay any attention to it. And then uh, the, Sunday night... Not this past, not yesterday, but the you know a week ago, um, I was walking the dogs back and going in the house, and I hear that knock sound again, and I don't know what got into me, but I um, I have a walking stick by the by the door when when you're going in the house, so I took the walking stick and I whacked my wooden window box um, with it, you know just once, mm-hmm. like I I heard the one whack coming out of the woods no joke another whack and this went on for half an hour at least exchanging knocks um you know most of them were just one to three knocks but then at one point there was 19 of them and i don't know what to make of that but then it was just kind of weird because it sounded oh god i'm not good at distance it sounded like it was coming from about maybe 500 feet away but then it got closer and it and then at one point i could hear footsteps like not four footsteps like i was kind of thinking maybe a deer is it rutting season i don't even know um but there was it was just like walk you know one footstep at a time you know like in like a person walking and then you can hear the leaves rustling which was kind of weird because usually when someone's walking in the woods like a normal person, you can't actually hear their footsteps. You just hear the leaves moving around, you know? Yeah. So I thought, okay, well, that's kind of strange. Um, but then the weirdest thing of all was that I'm standing out there with my stick in my hand, and I can hear, I heard three, I don't even want to call them grunts because they weren't like, you know, they weren't like that. Um, they were... The only way I could describe it is if someone with a chest capacity of an ape spoke in a human tone and went, uh, 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 three times, not not as regulated as that. They were irregular, you know, mm-hmm. they were coming at irregular times. But there were three of them, and I made the sound back. But the weird thing is, is that where the sound to me sounded like it was coming from would have only been, like, at the most, 20, 30 feet away, but I couldn't see anything. And um, so at any rate, I got nervous after the grunt thing, and I, <laughs> I went <laughs> in the house like the big chicken that I am. And then, but I, and I waited a while, and I, like an hour, and then I went back out, and I yelled out, hey, and, um, and I got the stick whacking back. So I kept whacking, you know, this time I got kind of bored with it faster, I went out three times that night, and all three times uh, it was it was the stick knocking exchange, and I don't know what on God's green earth that could be. I was now, trying to think of anything that makes sense, but fox. Now, it was wait, a fox it, in the attic. Oh, stop that! <laughs> you, 
And, <laughs> and, and speaking with you in the past, you have mentioned uh, that you have seen what what appears to be a a, a large or a giant. Actually, I guess is the the best way to put yeah. it. Uh, so, I mean, it does fit in what what you've experienced in the past. Uh, you know, can I tell you? Oh, that- it doesn't. It doesn't because the giant didn't actually. The giant. I could hear what he was saying, and obviously the dog did too. Because when he said when he said to stop, the dog stopped. But he wasn't moving his mouth. He was he was communicating. Uh, what's that called? Uh, telepathically. Mm-hmm. I could hear him in my head, but he wasn't actually speaking. And right, but, and like but said, that roll, that deep breath, w- would be something that a giant, as you mentioned in, in your, your story, would make. So that in that part fit, it fits in. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he, as far as the, the stick tapping, that might be a, a method of giving you more physical uh, verification of his existence rather than just telepathically. Mm. The only thing, I don't know, the only thing that's bugging me about it is that when I saw the giant, I didn't feel threatened, and I actually didn't feel threatened Sunday night either. But I did feel threatened um, halfway down my driveway, and other people said that they had felt that too, that didn't know the story of the giant, because I wasn't, I hadn't come out, if you will, yet about that. And um, and I haven't felt that, the halfway down the driveway, it feels like something huge just got in your car feeling. I mean, a, a former NSA agent and, and policeman, this guy who's got a long history of <laughs> dealing with weird crap, he actually pulled, he was driving down my driveway, and he pulled his gun out of his holster, which he has not done in years and years and years and years and years, you know, for protection purposes. Um, and, you know, he got out the driveway, got down the road about five minutes, called me up and said, what the heck? Is, well, he used other words. I won't. Mm-hmm. But he's like, what is in your driveway? So I, I don't feel that happening right now, that, that creepy, not pleasant, being watched all the time feeling. Okay. Um, you know, the other piece that that, uh, that is weird is that about a week before um, the knocking thing, um, I saw this, I, w- I was coming in the house from the car, and I got, I did get that feeling like you're being watched, and I looked, you know, I looked over in the direction I was feeling the creepies coming from, and there was a big head. Um, I have this little drop-off before the big field where I saw the giant guy. Mm-hmm. There was a big head behind the drop-off, which I would guess is about five or six, five feet, it's taller than I am. But I saw this head poking up above the rock. I could make out the blackness of the head, and there were two yellow eyes, which I was thinking, bear, better get out of here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> not that the black bears are very threatening, but, you know, I'm just not comfortable with that. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Um, you know, so I just went in the house and, you know, just assumed it was a bear. But now that now I'm starting to wonder. I just don't know. I mean, do bears knock? Is, is there anything you can think of, Ron, that would yes, cause uh, this kind Bigfoot. of... Is is uh, definitely no. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, you get. You get. You know. You you gotta bear with me too. I'm just telling you. I, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I just man. That I that is so... one of the things. I mean, I've watched a, a couple of Bigfoot shows. You know, so that does not make me an expert in any ways. But that is one of the things they talked about on the shows, and I'm just conveying that message that they say uh, that uh, Bigfoot does 
some type of communication by knocking uh, with, with sticks. So uh, I'm just putting that out there. I'm not saying it was. I'm just telling you, uh, yeah. I, you know, that what I saw. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, no, I mean, obviously the thought crossed my mind, too, whether I was, otherwise I wouldn't bother telling you guys about it. But right. it just, jeez, and it's overwhelming to, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, it's just overwhelming to think about the possibility, I guess. I just, it's funny. It's not like I live, you know, it's not like I'm in the White Mountains. I'm in the foothills, so I've got neighbors, you know. Granted, the closest right. one's like a quarter mile away, but, you know, I, I do have neighbors. Right. So you know, I'm so I'm so glad I live in the UK. Black bears, Bigfoot. Do you know? It's like I can go out and you might see. Hey, wait a minute! You got those black cats there? What yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. We might, we might, <laughs> we might see tiddles from next door occasionally, or a sheep. But, you know, like black ghost bears, ghost black apes. bears. I wouldn't go. I I wouldn't go out if I lived in in New Hampshire. I wouldn't go out of doors without an AK-47 or an assault rifle. Well, we all pack anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Chris. You are talking thanks. to Americans. <laughs> <laughs> thank, so thank you so story. much for uh, sharing that with us. No problem. It was a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. We hope to see you again. All right. Take care. Well, Kirsten, Kirsten and I did uh, Spirit Quest 2014. Uh, we were outside and we had a great uh, shared experience and my first experience of uh, Bald Eagle. Um, which right. of course is the American national That's bird, and I don't think they're very common in mass. So, um, yeah, they are. Are, are they? There's one across the street from me. Oh, okay. Um, well, it, I I hadn't seen it when I was at the Love Shack, but because I was probably too busy looking at the squirrels and you gophers. Look at the river. That's all. Look at the river. Squirrels and gophers and stuff. But to see a bald eagle, yeah, you know, rats. I yeah, thought yeah, I rats. thought that was pretty cool. All right, so goodbye, Kirsten. Thank you very much. Bye, guys. Bye, Kirsten. Take care. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, see, I'm being politically correct tonight. Yeah, screw you. Yeah, yeah, humbug, (laughs) humbug. Anyway, um, so we've gone from Lego to Bigfoot. However we made the transition, I don't know. But uh, it's interesting because you you know me and Harry Price, uh, big fan of Harry Price. A man much maligned uh, by ghost hunters and the media and parapsychologists. A man who is always claimed to be a controversial figure. Um, you know, people say that he was, um, which well, he was, of course, a magician. That he was not averse to using the media. Uh, that he was not averse to publicity seeking so you know in, in many ways yep, yeah, well in many ways no different than a modern ghost hunter but here in the uk so a year or two ago i uh, got an author called neil spring produced a book uh, based on loosely based on ball in price and it was it was a controversial story um and eventually it was picked up by uh, one of our national broadcasters one of our terrestrial channels one of the big boys in uh, itv and uh, they decided to make a film which is going to be shown in the UK on the 27th of December called Harry Price, Ghost Hunter, starring Rafe Spall, um, who is the son of Timothy Spall, who incidentally played one of the lead investigators of the Enfield case when they showed the Borley, uh, sorry, the Enfield document uh, drama earlier in the year. Uh, which I never was saw that. Notably bad, uh, if you watch it on the iPlayer, eventually BBC America will carry it, but it was it was despicably bad in terms of uh, how it portrayed the Enfield Portuguese case. But nonetheless, this um, 
this is based upon Harry Price and the real life Harry Price. Um, however, the story is entirely fictitious, um, and I would suggest that having read the uh, the television company's blurb that comes out ahead of the program, mm-hmm. uh, that they describe Harry Price as a con artist uh, who has fallen upon hard times and has resorted to making a living as a fake medium giving psychic readings to the rich and famous. Did we have um, somebody like that on that show? Uh, that would be me. Um, but 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 anyway, um, so this thing's coming out on the 27th of December. It's a two-hour special, a uh, two-hour documentary for, uh, drama for Christmas. I keep saying the word documentary, forgive me. Um... And it's somewhat inevitably to capture the publicity of the moment and to get people interested, the celebrity magazines and the celebrity web pages and the chat pages. Uh, Ralph Spall, who plays the Ghostbuster uh, Harry Price in the new ITV film drama, has hit out at real mediums and claims that they prey on bereavement. Oh, well. Uh, in his research for the role, he watched I, a lot I, of... Wait a minute. Is this got to do with anything? Well, yeah, because in his research for the role, apparently, he watched a lot of mediums, Colin Fry, Derek Akora, uh, uh-huh. and someone called Mystic Mary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, he, he then rants on about, um, you know, how he thinks the whole thing is preying on the vulnerable. And then uh, he describes himself as, like Price, as a staunch sceptic who puts no stock in the tales of the paranormal. I'm not a religious person. I don't care for for religion, he said, but I'm very aware of people's rights to believe. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in the spirit world. And I don't believe in Ouija boards. Also good for him. So So he's the perfect guy for that. But it's this whole idea of the... Price was a, a, you know, still is a notable figure within psychical research. And we talk about him, you know... Most he, people he, don't even know him over this side of the pond, so... They, they would if they listened to Ghost Chronicles International. Because yeah, they do. Feature, I mean, we've shoved he, it down their throat features, so many times. Well, he features regularly on the show because he is an iconic figure in, in our shared history of, of ghost investigation because many of the techniques, uh, if you look back at the roots of the technique, the use of equipment, the use of science-based monitoring of a location... Um, the notes that were take that are, that should be taken uh, during an investigation, and indeed for the testing of mediums, we have Price to thank for this because Price was the first one who, in the 1920s, established the National Laboratory for Psychical Research, and then with the Borley Rectory investigation, uh, which I, I don't think requires any further intro- um, you know introduction. Um, put together a a guide for the investigators that he, uh, his volunteer investigators, that became essentially the basis for modern investigation mm. practice for ghost hunters. But he, so he, anyway, he, uh, all right, is there more on this? Well, there is. In, in well, no, I'll shut up then. Anyway, it's on on okay, the twenty. Uh, if you're in the UK, it's the twenty seventh of December at eight thirty. Do not watch it. Uh, that was all to tell them not to watch it. Okay, fine. We actually have uh, questions in the chat room I wanted to get to before we ran out of time, and I know how you can uh, go on about your favorite subject, uh, Harry Price. So, uh, well, you I, want I to do the, you're going to do the Lego Bigfoot, aren't you? No, I, I, I want to. <laughs> I, 
I want to get these questions from uh, John, who is our favorite listener. He's been a longtime listener, and he, and you know, you are the author of Ghostology, so I think this would be right up your alley to okay. comment on it. So we actually had two questions, and and one of them is, is I, I got a question. What about you start to wake up at night and you're not sure you saw a shadow people in a room? Is that paranormal? So you are not sure. Okay, then the other one is, what about this? Inside your room, when you wake up and you turn the light on, but there's no one there, you think there's someone there. So um, what do you think? Well, this idea of somebody being in the, in the room with you, this idea of even seeing a shadowy apparition. Uh, you know, the, it's something that I think a lot of people can relate to in terms of you know, when we turn our, when we turn the lights off, when we when we you know we, we're removed from the light, and we are creatures of the light, we're immediately put at a disadvantage. The familiar suddenly becomes unfamiliar. The the dressing gown hanging on the door suddenly takes on the shape of a person, and when you when you then combine that unfamiliarity with darkness, even if you are in a room that you know very well or an environment that you know very well, together with the experience of just waking up, just having woken up, uh, where your brain isn't quite ready for, you know, it's sort of in that interzone between sleeplessness and wakefulness, um, it becomes very easy um, for your mind to convince yourself that there is something there. And it's happened to me on a number of occasions. I've stared at the, uh, you know, the bedroom door, convinced that there's a figure standing there. And I know with every ounce of my being that there isn't and that I'm looking at a dressing gown hanging on the back of the door or, you know, some garments. Um, and yet my, my brain cannot, my, you know, cannot not see the figure. Um, because you know, uh, I might be a, I, you know I might be a ghost hunter, but at the same time I am a human being and subject to all of That's those Norman, well, and subject to all of those human frailties. Even though I recognise that you know I am being affected and I am seeing this vision, this shape, um, and that I know it is a, a creation, I can still see it, and it it becomes more and more convincing. Um, so. I, I think that that you know people will ascribe it to being paranormal if they if if they become sufficiently um, compelled to believe what they're seeing and it's very difficult for them not to be. So it's not unusual when a witness says that they see figures that they see something standing in the corner of the room at the foot of the bed. Um, it's a very common uh, report for people having paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. And often if you turn the light on, um, often when you revisit the site during the day, you will find that uh, you can see an expert, a potential explanation. Now, that, of course, doesn't rule out, and I can't, and it would be impossible for me to say with 100% certainty that there is nothing there in the dark. Um, however all common sense and uh, you know, the balance of probabilities falls in favour of uh, you know, part of that process of the human mind creating things that we, that we perhaps don't want to see. But once, you've, once you get that idea that you've seen it, it's very hard to shift. So that takes for the first one. Now, I've forgotten completely what the second one is. 
It was uh, pretty much that, you know, you were in some of the rooms. The other one is you think you see it. Uh, but, you know, we, we always talk about, you know, anytime you interview people, they talk about the spirit being there or some creature being there, and they can't move. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's called the old hag syndrome, right? It is, and in, again, incredibly common. It's part of the normal biophysical process of, uh, of sleep, and it's very well understood in terms of um, the, you know, the biophysical side of, uh, of, of humans. When you go to sleep, um, it's important that you don't kick your partner to death or you don't get up and sleepwalk um, for obvious reasons. You, know, you, you don't really want to be wandering around, and there are, there are, of course, people that do. But you don't really want to be wandering around the house in the middle of the night or, or kicking your partner to death playing football with them or, or soccer is for you Americans. And our body does produce a form of muscle relaxant, which prevents us from rushing about the bedroom in the middle of the night and doing getting up to all sorts of strain and acting out our dreams. You know, we might be having dreams where we're running or flying or jumping or driving or, or a whole manner of physical tasks that you don't really you know it, it would be very undesirable for our bodies to to act out the reality or a reality of the dream so our body produces um, a form of muscle relaxant which prevents us from doing that however in some people that can be a little bit defective um and you you end up with i think you have jumpy leg syndrome you have sleepwalking you have a whole raft of things in between now right. At the point of waking, your brain will often, your consciousness will often come to before the muscle relaxant effect has worn off and you can feel um, completely paralyzed. Now, the minute you feel this sensation, uh, there is a second uh, part of it that then kicks in, which is a fear component and effectively your brain paralyzes you. You, you, I'm sure you've heard the, I was frozen with fear, I couldn't run. The fight and flight um, protection mechanism of the body can actually work against us and freeze us with fear. And so your your initial uh, muscle relaxant paralysis is replaced by fear paralysis. And because you can't move, you get intensely frightened and intensely anxious. Um, and this makes this, this, this syndrome much worse. This can also be combined with a, a strong sensation of presence, that there's somebody uh, very close to you, even sitting on you or, or pressing right. down upon you. And exactly. that's what you call is the classic old hag, or even the incubus and the succubus oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. are, are yeah. related syndromes to it. So it's, it's very, very, um, again, it's a very common phenomenon. And it's also, for, from the point of view of an investigator, when you're hearing uh, these explanations it's very difficult to turn to somebody and say well actually it's all entirely normal because it's an intensely i've had one in my life and it's an intensely uh, frightening um experience where you are very very vulnerable and you feel you know intensely scared so it is a very real experience and shouldn't be dismissed as a you know it is a reality to the person who's having that experience right so if anyone's interested, I did post the uh, the link to the Le- Lego Bigfoot on our uh, Facebook page. So if they want to go take a look at that, <laughs> yeah, whatever. 
So anyways, uh, we're running out of time. Anything coming up you want to mention before we uh, say goodbye to everyone? Well, inevitably, it's Christmas is coming up. Um, <laughs> so it, it's, but we have a special show next week. Um, we but do. in the me- we do. Um, but in the me- but in the meantime, we have um, please buy Ghostology. It's now in stock everywhere, and between now and Christmas, apart from kids pantomimes and all that sort of stuff, I've got nothing. That's it. Big fat zero till January. There you go. Actually, I'm oh, pretty quietly too until next year, anyways. But then uh, on uh, January 25th, I believe, Roxy's working on myself. We'll be doing Y2K plus 16 crappy, uh, uh, crappy uh, Yankee swap. So uh, there you go. Uh, that should be a lot of fun dining with the dead. Y2K plus uh, crappy uh, Yankee swap. So do you know what a Yankee swap is? No. Oh. A Yankee swap is is everybody takes it, brings a gift, uh, one gift wrapped, and then uh, various ways of doing it. I always like to draw cards. Then you determine order of everyone. Everyone has an order, so they get to pick uh, an unwrapped gift and they open it up and it's theirs. And then the next person uh, who uh, is there in order, they look around, take a gift, and they open it up. And if they like their gift they can keep it if they don't like it they can swap it with the other guy and it goes on so on and so on and so on farther down the line and that's called the yankee swap and uh what what i've decided to do is uh you get lots of crappy gifts for christmas unfortunately uh they mean well but sometimes they just not what you wanted so you can rewrap that gift uh re-gift it as we like to say cover it up and bring it with you with the uh crappy yankee swap and you can get somebody else's crappy gift instead of yours so what happens if you uh, end up inadvertently giving it back to the person you gave it oh to? it's been done before it's no problem oh god the ingratitude that wouldn't work over in britain we're all far too polite for that to ah uh, we'll just have to have you we would you know we see we we've learned the art of that's a me- i've always wanted one of them i'm so grateful for those socks Again. Whatever. Anyways, tomorrow night is a video broadcast. It's a special Christmas special, and I can guarantee you, you will never see anything like this ever again. Ever. So, uh, Are you going to be dressing up by any chance? You'll just have to tune in and find out. I'd be astonished if you didn't. Anyways, this beat which means we got to go. So, uh, till next time, I guess, and uh, tune in for our Christmas special next week. So, good night. God bless everyone. Good night. God bless. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, that too. Fest is for the rest of us. <laughs> From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us Good Lord.